New trailers for Roadhouse and Avatar The Last Airbender were released. Dune Part 2 tickets are officially on sale. And a new Jurassic World franchise is in the works. Let's get into the movie news, everybody. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast. In our episode of movie news today, we're joined by James all the way in Liverpool. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. We're on week three of the shoots currently in Liverpool. And I've been traveling a lot, so my hair's a mess right now on camera, as you can see. Your hair but gets messier every time you're on the show now. <laughs> I know, basically. It's like the stress of the movie shoot is just going into my hair. <laughs> but uh, it's been an amazing time. But got a little time here in Liverpool to record this with you. But I have the weekend off, so we're going to go out in the town tonight. But I'm looking at these top stories right now, and there's some interesting stuff. Now, let's get into the box office. It's actually pretty much the same as it has been the past three weeks. Me and girls pulled out its third win, third weekend at the top with $7 million this oh, this weekend. The Beekeeper, the Beekeeper, once again the came in second place behind it with $6.4 That's hitting close to $50 million domestically right now, so it's a huge hit for that film. I want to see it. I really want to see it. Yeah, so apparently it's in Boston. Is it? It's it, set in Boston? It's set in Boston, and Jason Statham has apparently, from what I heard, a Boston English accent. So... Uh. <laughs> A Boston English. Well, the English accent's kind of similar to a Bostonian accent. It's similar. Sometimes in terms just, of the way it's, we, it's similar, but apparently, some of the words like we he, say sound like the way that people pronounce words in England. Yeah, they'll drop their R's for a lot of things, but apparently, he like blended the accents What's together. He, is Jason, he's just like, I'm gonna park my car. That's, <laughs> the, that's my, the English Boston accent. I'm the big keeper. I don't have a car. All right, but third place. Our boy Timmy and Willy Wonka is here. Five point eight million, over two hundred million dollars domestic. This movie has the best legs of the winter by far. It's just still in the top five. It's closing in on two hundred million dollars domestically, and it's well over four hundred million internationally. So it's been a big hit. Anyone but you. It's my also, boy right there. <laughs> my boy. Also holding strong is the rom com Anyone But You. Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Again, great legs, great word of mouth. You like to see movies like this continue to do well throughout the course of the month of their release. Migration, again, right behind it with 3.5 million. It's got those wings. Oppenheimer actually came in seventh place this week with $1.1 million on its release. It's playing in a 1,000 theaters right now in America. So if you haven't seen it. Is it 70mm re-release going on right now? Yeah, 70 mil. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had time to see it, man. But they're, uh, it's only playing 70 mil in a certain number of theaters, but everyone else is playing it uh, normally. Yeah, just those specific ones. Yeah. But it's playing in 1,200 theaters right now, so it's still making money. I think that Universal really wants to hit that $1 billion mark just to get that. It's a sexy tagline. It is. Yeah. They'll do another re-release to get it there some at some point. And then uh, Poor Things got a little rejuvenation at its box office thanks to all of the awards nominations it got from the Oscars. So it, rocked, it racked in $850,000 this past weekend, its biggest haul so far. It's still on a pretty moderately limited release. And then the only real major new release this week was the new Martin Freeman, Jenna Ortega film, Miller's Girl, which bombed at the box office with $350,000. <laughs> it had a $917 per theater average, so it's going to not do much at the box office at all. Do you know what the budget was for that? I'm guessing probably 20 mil. It looks like a, a mid-range budget. That's a bomb. That's a big bomb right there. Yeah. Maybe it'll do good big on streaming, bomb. but it did not hit. It didn't make an impact. They released it at 350 theaters, but still it didn't make any money even in those that small number of theaters. Was that not even 80 people saw it per theater? <laughs> <laughs> when you have a limited release, you want your per theater average to be like 
10,000 is like a good scale. Anything above that mm-hmm. is awesome. So having a $900 per theater average is not very good, but maybe it'll do well on streaming. That's it for the box office. It's pretty much consistently been the same for the past three weeks. Now, yeah, there's not much new coming out we're yeah. seeing, so it's going to be like this for a while. But there is a new release that came out this week on TV. So Apple TV finally aired the first episode of Masters of the Air, the new the new TV series starring Caleb Turner, Austin Butler, and Barry Keoghan. So this war f- series is going to be a nine-part series produced by Steven Spielberg and um, Tom Hanks. It had a budget of $300 million. Holy shit. It looks fantastic. Early reactions are glowing. And so they're going to release mm-hmm. one episode every week starting this week. So if I'm going to actually – I have Apple TV, so I'm going to actually start watching it because I, I love that cast. I think Caleb Turner is fantastic. I just saw him in The Boys in the Boat, and he was an excellent lead. And he played uh, Newt Oh, Scamander's you saw Boys brother. in the Boat in theaters? Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Ah, a friend of mine saw it. They told me it was amazing. I've, I've been dying to see it. It's the same thing as Gran Turismo, just a really fantastic underdog sports drama. And I, I it was just like a, a pitch-perfect sports movie. You'll love it. Trust me. Same thing as Gran Turismo. I thought it was about boats. <laughs> no, they're racing cars on the water. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know about this at the Berlin Olympics? <laughs> no, I hope it's still playing in theaters when I get back to the States. It's a, it's a, it's it still in there. Um, Actually, it, it did make $2 million this weekend. So it's still, it has It'll legs. It'll be playing in LA for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next bit of news. We got some Jurassic World news. I hate how it's not called Jurassic Park anymore. I know, right? Honest. Come on. What are now they doing? Now it's just the Jurassic World franchise. That kind of bugs, it irks me, man. But we obviously have a new movie in development from writer David Kep, who did the first two films. And of course, we're going to get in this in development because they all the last one made $1.3 billion. So of course, we're going to get a new Jurassic World movie and we'll get another one after that, another one after that. They always they always make very good money. I think it's smart that they hired the writer of the first two films, the original films, Jurassic Park and Jurassic in yeah. the Lost World, because I think that the the biggest weakness to the modern trilogy was the writing. The first film was pretty good, but then it was just Jurassic World Dominion's one of the worst movies I've ever seen this past few years. It is that Whoa. bad. It's that bad. It was, I think. The writing was really bad, especially what they did to the characters, the legacy yeah. ones, especially Sam Neill. Just Alan Grant just hanging in the background with a mop the whole time, just cleaning the floors, basically a janitor. <laughs> Sam Neill getting paid $3 million to do nothing, basically. Oh, my God. Um, but I hope that he can bring the story back to the, the strength of storytelling that the original films had, the first few original films had. Because that- Do you think that you'd prefer them to just reboot it in terms of new characters, or do you think they'll have the same characters back? I don't want to see a new John Hammond I don't want to see that story done again because what's Spielberg- no? I meant like the the I, mean, I don't mean like reboot the characters. I mean new characters. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. I'd say I'd say a fresh up, cast. Lineup. Fresh cast. Let's try something new. I joked that uh, in this one, Chris Pratt will be out running water dinosaurs on a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably gonna be Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's. It's gonna be like twenty years later. It's their daughter is like saving the world from dinosaurs or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's well, they it. basically adopted the girl who was the clone. I, how did how did cloning get it? I mean, how did human cloning get into the storyline? I don't understand. I don't, well, I, don't I mean, know. I wouldn't say human cloning is not far fetched for Jurassic World because you know gene cloning and, and science like that was involved with it from the beginning. But yeah. it got a little a little too ridiculous, a little, a little too much. But let's move on. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So have you seen the trailer for Roadhouse? I haven't, but I saw some images. It is fucking great. So Amazon just dropped the first trailer of the remake starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And it looks so good. It slaps so hard. Doug Lyman is the director of this film. He has proven himself time and time again with films like The Bourne Identity and Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, he's such a great, talented director. And this looks really just like a perfect action movie with some tough bros, some good comedy, an interesting story. And then Jake Gyllenhaal, of course, leading it as the leading man he is. And Conor McGregor looks fantastic. It looks like a really fun time. And they're change, it's, they've really changed up the characters compared to the first, the original film. Obviously, it has the same context of a bouncer at a roadhouse, but they've changed it up enough to make it its own thing. And it looks so exciting. Um, however, Doug Lyman is boycotting the premiere of the film. So Why? Roadhouse is set to premiere at the South by Southwest Festival this upcoming March. And Doug Lyman is boycotting. He's not going to the premiere. And he will not be attending any events because he's boycotting Amazon Prime. So Prime promised him when they he signed on to do the film, he promised that they promised him that they would release Roadhouse in theaters if he made a really good movie. And they've just announced that Roadhouse will not play in theaters at all. It's going to be an Amazon Prime only streaming release. Wait, so they sort of had a subjective clause to facilitate a release or not? Yeah. So what happened was. I'm not sure if you remember, we talked about it months ago, but Amazon Prime announced they're committing like twelve billion, twelve a billion dollars to theatrical releases over the like the next yeah, several yeah. years. And so he, in that conversation with with Doug Lyman about Roadhouse, they were like, "If you make a good movie, we'll put this in theaters." And so, so basically, they're saying it's not a good movie, or they never going to do it. And they, they weren't going to do it anyways. He said it's the best. He said it's one of the best things he's ever done. And it looks, dude, Lots you're gonna watch the trailer. When you see that trailer, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god." And so right. he's boycotting the, the, the premiere of the film because they're not doing theater, the theatrical release whatsoever. It's not even, That's they haven't annoying. even, they're not even planning like a Netflix, like limited release in theaters and then on streaming a week later. Like they're not even doing, they don't even have a theatrical release planned whatsoever. But why not? They just make money. Yes, exactly. I don't understand. I even don't get if it, it makes $5 million, it's $5 million. If a, if a movie comes out just on streaming, it'll, it kind of disappears in the consciousness. But a movie, you can, only, you can only gain cultural, uh, a cultural conversation and hit the zeitgeist of popular culture for with a movie if it comes in theaters and people talk about it and people turn it into an event. But all these movies that come out only on streaming, you forget about them six months later. So I'm afraid that this movie might fall into that category. Whereas if it came well, out, well, 98 percent, yeah. But I think there's still some that still stay there's in the a couple. Zeitgeist. I think yeah. the killers. 
The Killer's a good example that people really loved it. Also, not a lot of people did, but it's still in the yeah. zeitgeist. Killer came out in theaters, though. Okay, well, limited release for a week. You're right. Yeah. I'm talking That's nobody weird. went. nobody's going to a movie theater to see this movie at all. All right, how about we uh, move on to the next one? I see some Dune news here. So Dune Part, two part tickets on sale. Dune Part 2 is doing a, a fan event across the country. So on February 25th, you can see the film early for a couple of screen, just one like screening on the 25th all over the country. Uh, these, this is an early exclusive fan event. Tickets are on sale now if you want to see Dune a week before its official release date. So I'm getting my I tickets. I hope we get the invite to that. No, I bet you we get this invite. Well, I hope so. I hope so. This is just like a regular screening, we, though. We leave the 20th, oh, but I think I fly the 25th to this Scotland. Is, this so is I just a I'm regular just... screening. It's not an event. This is like you just get anyone can get tickets to this. Gotcha. And seats are selling out. I'm gonna well, get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy a ticket just in case we don't get an early invite, and it's gonna be a, be a pretty bad seat because that's all that's left. But I don't care. I'm just. I just want to be able to see it early. Yeah. I but maybe. You. I hope. I hope that we'll be able to. We might not be able to film an episode on Dune Two until we're back from Europe. Yeah, probably not. Maybe. But I mean, it won't be that bad because we'll, it'll give everyone a week to see the film by the time we're back. Yeah, and we. I mean, you usually do new releases. We wait like a couple weeks, anyways. Like when we did Dude Part One, and that episode was huge. We waited two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's actually not a problem at all. All right, let's see. Uh, let's I'm gonna definitely watch releases. it in Scotland, though. So Netflix is cutting down on its pricey movies as their head of the film department has de- left the company. So. I mean, they've been making movies like two hundred fifty million dollar movies that nobody remembers, like Red Notice, like uh, a bunch of movies that like disappear. Gray Man. Yeah, Gray Man. Like these movies cost a boatload. They get a couple of they get good views for a week, but then nobody's gonna. You spent a fortune, but Netflix. A bench, you spent a fortune, but you did terrible you know, things. These really are terrible things, Netflix. These aren't really rewatchable movies. I think that. What streamers are understanding is like if we make great movies, people will rewatch them. If we make bad movies, people will watch it once and be like, "I never want to see that again," or I'll t- they'll turn it off. If they even through. finish it, if they finish it, so I believe they're, this is probably a sign that they're ge- they're gearing their production towards let's go mid range. The uh, Hitman is an example. Richard Linklater's upcoming film, which is slated to be released on Netflix in the summer, that's an example of a thirty forty million dollar budget film that will probably be a big hit. And it'll probably perform better in the long run than their super high budget, high concept movies. It's very expensive films that perform for well for a couple of weeks, but then nobody's gonna rewatch them. Is Red Notice really high concept? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean it's about like spies and thieves and stuff. <laughs> I guess I don't know, but it's... I mean, I I think that in their own their own product produced movies versus buying yes. a movie like Hitman, yeah. you know what I mean? Because when you spend three hundred million dollars on The Gray Man, on Red Notice, on all these other movies that no one really is watching after There's they no, come out, yeah, they don't, they don't have, they have no revenue from it at all. Long, no long, longevity is, money. yeah, they're lighting money on fire. Longevity is an investment, and if you make a great, no film, one subscribed to Netflix yeah. because they watched The Gray Man. If you make a great film, people will watch it for decades, decades. It, it becomes True. it becomes an invaluable investment for them. Speaking of great movies, Knives Out is obviously a great, a great movie, and now the third film is going to film this year. So Benoit Blanc is coming back with a new case. Daniel Craig will be reprising his role from the project written by and directed by Ryan Johnson. I fucking love the first Knives Out movie. I enjoyed the second. I thought it was a bit of a step down. But I'm still looking forward to Knives Out 3 very much. And I hope that Benoit has a more active role in the third act versus not having one so much in the second film, if that makes sense. Sure. Because he's such an interesting character. But... I think he's just—he's like the modern-day Sherlock Holmes right now in the film world. 
I'm I'm happy if just Knives Out movies keeps keep getting made indefinitely because they're so much fun, and what Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig ended up being like a match made in heaven of filmmaker and actor. Yeah, and it's just they're wonderful. It's a wonderful character, and I love the murder mystery. It was a post is is a perfect post Bond role for him too. Yeah, it's well, so good. Mid and post Bond. Yeah. I hope they make ten of these. Honestly, I hope they just keep yeah, making I'm them. Yeah, I'm done. All right, we got some Ben Affleck year old news. Daniel Craig. Yeah, let's do it. We got some Ben Affleck news. So, two new movie announcements. My favorite kind of news. Ben Affleck is reuniting with his boy, Matt Damon, and directing him in their upcoming film, Animals, for Netflix. So, Matt Damon is set to lead the film as a mayoral candidate whose son is kidnapped, and so he has to, he has to try and find him. And Ben Affleck will be directing the film and writing it. So I can't wait for this. And then also Ben Affleck is has finally tapped a sequel to The Accountant. So they're going to be making a sequel to The Accountant this this year. So Matt's going to be involved with that as well? No, no, they're filming that after the Matt Damon movie. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I love how the funny thing is I, I, you can really you can't even say it's like they're reuniting because they just did a movie <laughs> this past year. I <laughs> so hope they like only they were... make their movies together from now on now. Just I know, because, I, I, you know, they love each other so much. But I, I would say Air was a reunion for them, but this wouldn't be a reunion, if that makes sense. Well, no, because they did the last duel the year before Air. Yeah, so, like, the reunion <laughs> the reunion happened at the last duel, that's right. But, so but I mean, um, you all know how much I love Matt. But Air, Air was the first time Ben directed Matt. Oh, that's true. Know what I mean? The smell what I'm cooking? I smell what you're cooking. It's a wicked awesome Matt's movie, awesome guys. In that movie. Air, he should, Air? Get, he should get a nom for that. Yeah, Air was just such a wonderful movie. It got no awards love, but it really it it I could have seen it getting some nominations at the Oscars. It was that good, I think. All right, let's talk about some of these trailers because I haven't seen any of them because I've been so busy. But we all right, about so the Roadhouse so Roadhouse, it's amazing. Hitman finally dropped its trailer. The Netflix picked up this film from Richard Linklater and Glenn Powell, who co-wrote the script together, and it it looks so good it looks funny it looks sexy he's glenn powell plays it's kind of hard to figure out what exactly he's, he's playing but he's playing some kind of con man um it just looks like a fun classic like crime movie with he's a, a journalist that's conning yeah and he, he dresses he's dressed up in different disguises in the trailer but it's a very quick trailer it's just a tease but man it just looks great the the tone of it they're playing a great like motown song during it it just like it just like when I watched the trailer, I was smiling. I was like, "This is exactly the kind of movie that I love to see," and it's coming out in mm -hmm. June in theaters and on Netflix. I can't wait for this. It's Hell gotten yeah. it's gotten such glowing responses. Uh, just played at Sundance the other day, and the reactions are absolutely phenomenal for it. People are saying it's it's just like so a perfect. And Avatar finally dropped a trailer too, right? Yeah. So Avatar: Last Airbender dropped its final trailer uh, for Netflix. It previously previously released a trailer, but this is like a two and a half minute trailer. We're getting everything in this. The series drops in three weeks, so it's coming out very soon. It looks oh, really right, good. I've been very skeptical. They dropped posters last week. They look good. And also just like the fact that the showrunners aren't heavily involved in the production of this live act ad action adaptation. But from the looks of the trailer, it looks really good. The casting, I wasn't sure about initially, but they look good on screen. Um, it's obviously very high, heavy CGI and green screen, but they it, it's an inevitability. Like... The, the scope of this story is just too big, and it would require probably like a billion dollars to make it properly, but it, it does True. look very good. I'm, I was very happy with the trailer. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, finally seeing the characters speak, 
I think that the casting is pretty spot on. Um, and what's also interesting is uh, the the TV series always strayed away from revealing the Fire Lord um, until later in the show's uh, seasons. Right off the bat, we're getting the Fire Lord, who's the main villain of the of the series. So he's going to have look, looks like a very uh, instrumental role just in the first season, which is pretty new. Um, so I think that is smart for them to be like, let's let's show the Fire Lord. Let's get him seen by new people. Fans of the show already know him, but let's try to entice new audiences with this main villain. And let's so let's reveal him right off the bat. And then we have Monkey Man from Dev Patel, and I saw that Jordan Peele is a producer on this. Oh my god! It's so his debut uh, film. Yeah. Dev so apparently, Patel. apparently Dev Patel has been studying martial arts for years, and he's apparently very good. He's been trying to like work in action in the action genre for a while in Hollywood, but he hasn't had any success. So he basically said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make my own movie." So he wrote uh, this script with him as a lead, and Netflix uh, originally bought the rights to the to the, to the film for thirty million dollars, uh, and they but they were only gonna drop it on Netflix and no theaters. And then mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Peele stepped in, and he was like, "I'm gonna take over, and we're gonna put this in theaters." And so now Jordan Peele is making sure it's getting a theatrical release. And my God, this trailer hit so hard. It's stylish. It's really cool. It's got like this really unique story. Dep it's basically a revenge tale. Dev Patel plays a warrior, a fighter who's trying to protect um, his 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 city where he lives from villains, from criminals, from an underworld. It looks really brutal, really crazy action. It's kind of like a uh, like Refn-esque action like really fucked up but really fun and highly stylized and man I, it just looks really fantastic I'm, i was blown away by the footage really blown away amazing all right there's two more ricky stanicki and immaculate what are these so ricky stanicki is a comedy movie coming out starring zach efron and john cena as well as a few other comedians it, it actually looks pretty good it looks it's a like a laid-back raunchy comedy so zach efron has two friends and they're a trio, and for years they've been making the, this excuse to get out of situations, to get out of things they don't want to go to, get out of events. They made up a fictional best friend named Ricky Stanicki, and they've always used him <laughs> as an excuse to get out of like going to a wedding they don't want to go to or, or whatever. And for, they've been doing it since they were teenagers, and they've like made excuses like Ricky Stanicki has cancer, sorry guys, we can't make it, or like something <laughs> horrible happened to Ricky, we have to go see him. But now. Everything's coming on to them, and everyone's like, who is this guy, this mystery Ricky Stanicki? So they, they figure out – they come up with a plan like, what if we hire somebody to play Ricky Stanicki so we can prove to people that he's real? And John Cena plays this ridiculous, washed-out actor that they hire who's like a, a drunk, an alcoholic, a drug addict, like ridiculous guy to play Ricky. And so he, they bring him to like meet his family and work and stuff. It just – it looks like a fun – like raunchy humor comedy, and I, I think I'm I'm gonna definitely get to see it. It looks like a good time. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, that's you should, a really yeah. good idea. That you should watch amazing. the trailer. John Cena, he's a very funny guy, and it's it's really letting him flex those muscles. True. And then Immaculate. What kind of horror movie is this? So Immaculate, as you can tell from the title, it's it's about Immaculate Conception. It uh -huh. stars Sydney Sweeney, where she plays. Um, I think she's becoming a nun, like a nun school, like at a at a a convent or whatever and crazy stuff starts happening and then for some reason somehow she becomes pregnant and it, it looks like it's very rosemary's baby-esque like she's gonna say 
pregnant with the Antichrist. So it looks really cool. It looks stylish. It looks pretty scary. Um, some really interesting imagery. Um, I, it made me very curious. I mean, it's it, we got a bunch of exorcism movies last year. So it's, this is kind of fitting that kind of vibe, but it's not an exorcism movie. So I, I'm really now interested. we a bunch of Immaculate Conception movies. Yeah. <laughs> New trend in Hollywood. All right, let's get back to some mo- new movie, uh, more movie news stories. So, Tenet's getting a re-release yeah. on February twenty third. On twenty on the twenty third, you can you can see Tenet again in theaters and in IMAX. Oh, we're going. I'm yeah. Twenty third. Why everybody. didn't you bring up the Dune's pop Dune popcorn bucket to me? <laughs> Have you seen it? No, you I, you should have sent a photo of this to me today. Like what's Google, going Google on, it man? right now. Your friends, Google it right now. Googling it. So for the release of Dune. Uh, Warner Brothers came up with this popcorn bucket for AMC, and so it's like a it's a it's a sandworm coming oh up God. coming out of the bucket, and it's got all of its That's teeth. That's amazing. But it's pe- Shai But people are making a joke about it uh, as like what <laughs> they're like oh yeah, I get it yeah, yeah I'll I get do it. it they're like like I'll, what's her number like it's become like this crazy <laughs> meme on the internet. Cause it, it's like it's is that ridiculous. a sandworm in your bucket, or are you just happy to see him do yeah. part two? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god, it's just ridiculous. But uh, another win, another win for the internet. Like if you go, if you go on any post of it on on Instagram or Twitter, the comment section is just to die for. It does not disappoint. I'm it's, buying that 100. percent It's so fucking funny. This. It's like the comments on all of the posts. I was dying watch, looking at them yesterday. Oh my god! It's like, does a marketing team realize that it's gonna? This is ridiculous. And they there's no way you can't predict anyways. that. There's no way you can predict that reaction. It was just like, what I mean, pers- if anyone saw that, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> they were like, oh, what if we have like the silicone teeth sticking into it? So there's like a little hole there in the center. They're like, oh yeah, it looks great. Someone's gonna try to have sex with their dude part two popcorn <laughs> bucket. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Someone's gonna uh, try to have sex with it. Can I get the bucket? No popcorn, but extra butter. <laughs> extra butter. <laughs> no popcorn. Just lots of just smother it in butter, please. <laughs> All right. So oh we have another God, another announcement. Uh, Anthony Ramos, a rising star in Hollywood, is set to lead Bob the Builder, an live act nice. live action adaptation of the Bob the Builder TV series, produced by Jennifer Lopez. I remember watching this show with our niece and nephew all the time. It's a good show. Yeah. Can he, he you do fix it? it? Yes, yes he, he can. Oh, fix it, yeah. Can he fix it? All right, yeah, what's the final bit of news? It. Another reboot? Kick-Ass, the superhero comic book series, is being rebooted into a new trilogy. No announcement has been made about who will be directing it, but it is under development, and they're going to try and turn it into like a new resurgence of this franchise. I always thought the first Kick-Ass was fantastic. And Aaron Taylor Johnson was phenomenal. Chloe Grace Moretz was great. Nick Cage was great. And even Christopher Mintz-Plassi was great. Um, no offense, Chris. <laughs> but um, <laughs> even. <laughs> the second one was just a big step down. But the first Kick-Ass was a lot of fun. And in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. it, was, it was ahead of its time. Like that brutal, rated R. It's a comic book movie, but it's not oh, about. It was incredible. It's not about it's superheroes. It's about just people dressed like trying to be super, superheroes. And. It I think was just, the first, it's a top 10 comic book movie of the century for me. I think it's it really fantastic. Uh, Matthew Vaughn um, really made something that people weren't even ready for. Um, I would pref- I mean, I would like to have Aaron Taylor Johnson back as Kick-Ass, but I understand they want to do a new trilogy, so we'll see going forward. It's Craven now, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll see going forward who, he's, who he is and who's involved in the project, but so far it's just been announced. Well, sign me up. I'm sure it'll be good. Depending, What studio is it, do you know? 
I do not. I do not. It might be Marv Films not, because no. um, Matthew Vaughn made the first two. Produced the first. Yeah, probably. Made the first one, produced the second Maybe one. MGM. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? I didn't I do no that idea. research today. I didn't have time. Hey, man, you did a great job anyways getting this on the fly. I appreciate you. Hey, we appreciate you. And we're dude, we're I was, happy to have you. Yeah. I'll be back home in a week on the 3rd, so a little over a week-ish. Yeah, 10 days. Yeah, I'll be back soon. Um, but I appreciate you holding the fort down. There was so much interesting movie news this week, despite yeah. it being a slow week. Yeah. Despite I got I got to catch up on these trailers. They sound awesome. Dude, watch them. Like uh, Hitman, Monkey Man, and Roadhouse. Oh, my God. They are I awesome. I will. And so All right. we're actually – I'm going to do the special week of episodes while you're still gone. I told you about this. I'm going to do an anime week on Raiders of Lost oh, no Podcast. Shit. So I'm going to do – with our amazing sound mixer, Jacob, we're going to do an episode on Attack on Titan, which I just finished. And then we're going to do an episode on Avatar the Last Airbender just in time for the new the release of the live-action series. So those episodes what, will be – Are you talking about the first week of February? Yeah, the first week of February, that Monday and Wednesday, it's going to be anime week. Oh, amazing. Yeah, because yeah, I don't get back till the 4th. Yeah. So it's going to be... Because of the time change. I can't... I'm really excited for to record them because I had an amazing time watching Attack on Titan, and I know a lot of you listening are huge fans of it, and it lived up to all the hype. So we're going to make two really great anime episodes for everybody that week. And then when I'm back, at some point, we'll do a podcast about this movie that I'm yeah, working on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, have, I'll, I'll, we'll, bring the, we'll bring the director on and everything. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a crazy experience. There's I can't so wait to hear to more. I, from what I've heard, just every little, day, little bits. Every day like, has just been madness, chaos, but also just the most fun ever. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. It's been a blast. Well, that's but it for we'll movie news. for like a week. Thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in. Don't forget to become a patron yeah. at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost podcast. We have all sorts of tiers, and you can listen to this show ad-free with just the $5 tier on Patreon. So be sure to join if you want to skip all of the ads that we throw across this these episodes. All right, take care, everybody. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button as well, notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts, and be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.